Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the Implications of Phineas and Ferb podcast. There's 365 days in a gap year, and even he's gonna come and end it. So the once in a lifetime problem for us is finding a good way to spend it. Making a podcast. Welcome back. Welcome back. So I'm surprised that we're still continuing considering we're not doing season two. Yeah, I know. And I think I think we're in episode two now. Episode we have gone so far. Can you <laughs> can you imagine telling us when we're making episode two of season one that we'd get all the way to season two? Yeah, it's not like I had any thoughts that season two would indeed exist at season I, one. I personally didn't even think I'd be alive at this point, so we're doing great. <laughs> <laughs> That's very true. All right, so as with what's happening, season two, episode yep. two and the that episode it, is the same. As the episode on, on Disney, Disney Plus. Plus, life is great. Oh, I know. Imagine Isn't the world wonderful. Yep. So, interview with a platypus and tip of the day, and I'm doing the synopsis for the first one, and it is what I think is a total waste of time. They make a Perry translator, and when they said when they came up with the idea, I'm like, oh, that's a good idea. And then I remembered idea. what we established in the last episode. Just ask Carol down out behind the counter at the retail shop. Yes. Just ask the people that is working for the fedoras or the banker. They know what he's saying. If you go to any fedora salesman in the continental United States, you will find a person who speaks platypus. Why would you bother making a machine? Just bring Perry to them. Be like, Perry, say what you want. Oh, that's what he wanted. That is a waste of milkshake bar funds. Like, what are you doing? Come on, guys. Or If they ever talk to Doof again. But anyway, they make the yeah. Perry translator and it actually turns out to be every animal on the world translator. Yeah. It's that that's a the fact that they can accidentally add other animal languages in is very on brand on brand for Phineas and Ferb. It was an accident and it brings up a question that I'd like to ask cuz mm-hmm. one of the birds once it finally realizes that they have a machine that will now tell everyone how they feel, mm-hmm. it goes and tells everyone. Do you think a bird and a dog can talk to each other? Oh, that is yes. an interesting implication. I see. I in this universe they can certainly they can. I can, can they announce? Mm, I'm not. I'm gonna say no on that. Yeah, one I'm gonna say no as well. Yeah. There is no way. Ever, most animals like have just weird differences in frequencies that they can hear and stuff. Like not just a bird and a dog. Like they probably yeah, yeah, other, all but, sorts. But you know, they're all they've all got different ears and different mouths and doing different things and. Yeah. yeah, and even the bird says to Phineas, oh, aren't you a bit young to do interspecial communication? So that, does that mean between species like a bird and a dog they can't speak, which apparently they mm. can, but that's fine. I'm prepared. Cool stuff. I'm sold on that. I also wanted to say this episode, the first episode of this one, um, it's it feels like the, probably the most classic, like, standard Phineas and Ferb episode I could imagine. Not that it's not not saying it's bad yeah, you or know, it's boring. If you were to it, start off someone with an episode. All the tropes. It's got Candace going wild over Jeremy. It's got the aren't you a little young joke. It's got some ridiculous invention. Probably the only expectation subversion um from the classic formula. From the classic formula is the mum actually sees the creation. She just doesn't think it's that impressive, which Yeah, which know, is enough. Different from it just not being there. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, and of course, the wonderful subversion of the song playing while Candace is being chased by the animals. Which <laughs> hey, ooh, is oh, if only we had talked to someone who'd let us know about this beautiful idea yeah, of being chased by if animals. Only, if only we had the inside scoop on, you know, it's what the point of the joke. It's seventy degrees or whatever he said. Humidity's at fifty percent. Oh, classic. Good old, good old swampy. If you actually to want him. to listen to that, there is an episode where we talk to him and yeah. he says that. 
and it's amazing and it's it's the best thing that's ever happened to me so that's cool that's cool together yep, yep we uh, did it i'm proud of us that was crisp. Yeah, it was pretty good. You should get a sample on that. Yeah, you gotta do the high five sample. You get a high five sample so we don't actually have to like <laughs> be in the same room five. anymore. It's like, oh, I can't be stuffed. Oh, I'll just press this button. <laughs> <laughs> yep, wrong button. All right, here's some rapid fire implications. Okay. I'm bringing it back. It's gonna be a reoccurring segment. When right. will it fall in the episode? Who knows? When will we stop doing it because we forgot about it? Like most of the other tropes we tried to start? Four episodes, maybe? Yeah. I give, four? I give about three. Jeez, that's. And that's including harsh. last one. <laughs> <laughs> so one more. Rapid fire implications. Good on Alka for trying to swap to sustainable energy sources, even yes. if it's unpaid labor. Well, it's better than your hamster powering your Wi Fi. Yeah. Carl 100%. powering their entire services. 100%. <laughs> Candace is quirky. <laughs> She's quirky. She's not like other girls. I'm not like other girls. <laughs> that does lead in perfectly with how good Jeremy is. I love Jeremy. Oh, He's Jeremy's a legend. He is who I want to be and the boyfriend I want to be. Sweet moments. I know he doesn't really interact very well when he's playing games, but that's all right. He still cares for her. And at the end, he brings it home, finding her shoe in the toilet, cleaning it. He doesn't even bring up that she just ruined his toilet. Like He's like, no, that's fine. Here's your shoe. I've got it cleaned for you. Let me put it on your foot for you. Let me. How romantic. It was like a Cinderella it was like Cinder- moment. Yeah, it's it was. Beautiful. And then she collapses like faints because of how lovely it is. And, he, and I would too. 100%. Yeah, 100%. And he asks her how she is. And she's like, enchanted. And I'm like, because you should be. Because that is Jeremy. Because he is amazing. Wonderful line. I love me, Jeremy. More implications. We got... I appreciate that Perry and Doof are kind of settled into a rhythm now and they're just going through the motions and they, they've kind of given up trying to be, like, super aggressive to each other. Like, Perry shows up and he's like, oh, hey, Perry, what's up? Like, Just come here. It's just me. You get trapped. This is part of the story. And Pe- Perry seems so completely unbothered whenever he's trapped at this point because he's just like, yeah, I've done this before. <laughs> okay. I'm going to get... It's not... It's never hard to get out of these. Yeah, I'm going to get out. It's not an issue. Um, Very cool that Danville has a dam for absolutely no reason. No... Well, no, because that is not a dam. That is poorly constructed. Who designs a dam with the opening in the middle? Floodgates. Vertical. It's not a dam, it's floodgates. That's a dam. Well, firstly, they have a system designed to open the dam. And secondly, they have a system designed to filter the water through the town, meaning that they, like, that implies that they would let the dam open to allow more water through. It's a floodgate. Do, do you know how other floodgates or dam openings work? No. It's actually kind of easy. You have a horizontal thing and you just raise it a little bit and it pours out oh, and then you close it. Very smart. No, a direct vertical cut in the middle ain't holding shit. <laughs> do you know how much pressure very there is? Very powerful on hinges. The, <laughs> on the hinges, <laughs> on the pivotal points on either end. That That's not how you build a dam. That is a bad design in every way. It is not holding any sort of water. Well, you know, sometimes you just got to design a badly designed dam for for some reason for a, for a fantastic plot it, it does it does release a whole lot of water very mm. fast which is what you don't want in a dam yeah. but luckily doof's going to be fine he's got he's got a new invention he's got revolutionary invention it's going to break the world it's going to a complete new way of transport you can go across waters now you don't need to fly you don't need to drive you can't drive in water you can now with Doof's new drive-on-water machine. It's called a BOAT. Do you know what BOAT stands for? Did you write it down? No. I didn't write it down either. I'm too lazy. It's buoyancy... 
Yeah, let's leave it there. <laughs> <laughs> We're the leading Phineas and Ferb podcast. We always do our research. Can I we just, just say? We just literally just watched it. <laughs> I, I was just stuck with the whole Boat. That was yeah. my favorite. I'm going Boating. <laughs> <laughs> what a great joke. I did enjoy it. Good stuff. Another rapid fire implication. Very cool that um, Doof gives a shout out to West Swampy, and I'm assuming Dan lives Venice, California. Nice. Yeah. Very cool. Because it's actually part of the joke where he's like, yeah. I'm going to flood it and make it look like Venice and sell my Boat device. What the fuck? Is that? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to sell it, flood it like Venice in. Where is Venice? Venice It'll... is in Venice, isn't it? Isn't Venice a place? Okay, Google, where's Venice? Yeah, it's Italy. Um, <laughs> this is definitely in Italy. Very cool. God, we're deleting that. <laughs> Will I delete it? It yeah, was quite are. funny. You are. It was really funny. I was really <laughs> expecting Google to say it, but she didn't because she's a slow ass. Anyway, um, and so then they rip on it by saying, or probably to the lesser degree, Venice, Venice California. Yeah, Venice. Yeah, Venice, California. Yep. I Lennis. I thought that was quite funny. <laughs> this was, episode's chaotic. I love it. <laughs> it was a good joke, uh, and I really enjoyed it. I've never actually been to that Venice. Yeah, when when, when I went to Los Angeles, to... I didn't finish. Yeah. Wow, disappointing. Well, well my mum's actually been to the real Venice, so she's probably just like, nah, not going to second best. Well, I, when I travelled internationally, I've oh, I that... went to all sorts of Venices, yeah. Yeah, All it was over great. the world. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's looking like I'm going to be traveling a lot internationally soon as well. So, oh, I can visit <laughs> like even more. Everyone else, in the <laughs> like world. everyone else. Um, okay. Meanwhile, Phineas and Ferb, they're being animal therapists back at. Phineas is just being a normal yeah. therapist. Yeah. Just let it all out. I'm like, I want you to do my therapy. Hundred percent. Can you imagine Phineas's like digitherapy? Your skin would be clearer. Your life would be better. <laughs> Can you imagine crops planted? Your mental breakdown with a ten-year-old child shaped like a triangle. And he's like, "Listen, do you want me to invent a machine to alter the fabric of the universe to remove your trauma from existence? It's called or do a you make. You want me to listen? And you're like, I just like you to listen today. And he's like, Okay, a make you I feel better, Anita. Surprise! <laughs> it's drugs. <laughs> <laughs> That is a bad message to send to the listeners of this podcast. <laughs> oh, I, oh, I don't want to get into that. All righty. Um... So he's doing the therapy for animals. Yeah. And then it pans out when Candace is like, I'm going to shitbag some animals. That can't go wrong mm. in the midst of lots of animals. And you see lots of animals, including giraffes, lions, elephants, ostriches, and gorillas. Now, where did they come from? And if you say Africa, I'm going to throw this microphone in your face. The zoo. No, 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 no. How'd they break out of the zoo? Zoos are made so animals can't break out. That's literally the whole point of them. That's why zoos exist. (laughs) I, yes, (laughs) but. (laughs) That is true. You'd be quite motivated if you discovered that you could speak for the first time. Why don't they just, they they start having like wireless headsets, right? Mm. They could just go to the zoo. Yeah, true. Instead of making a huge breakout. And there was multiple of them. I would say it's because visual comedy. Yeah, I probably was, agree with that. It, it, it wouldn't funny. be much of a stampede if it was household animals. Oh no, Miss, Miss, Mr. Fluffy's coming after me. I don't me. know, Quick, a run. thousand hamsters running at you. <laughs> that would be That would be terrifying. <laughs> with like the rats and like the rats people keep and snakes. God, Parrots, yeah. 
ferrets. Oh, that would be kind of awful. Because they're not like big animals that just crush you. They'd be the ones that like jump on you and like start nibbling you and you just die like tiny little bites and you start You're making this episode of a children's cartoon a lot more visceral than it is. Yeah, actually, I'd rather take an elephant just than get it an instant then. 5,000 rabbits chewing me apart. Touche. Candace gets both. <laughs> Candace is lucky this she is, gets both. This is that, that beautiful episode that Swampy talks about. Yes, we're going to bring oh, that up again. I am going to bring that up again because I like flexing the fact that we've had Swampy on the podcast. Fair enough. You know what also we'd flex? What? A beautiful segue into our sponsor. Oh, yeah, because we've got, we've got a sponsor to talk about. Um, this week's episode is brought to you by me. I, I do the mixing for this, and I, I want to be appreciated a little bit. I pay for everything. <laughs> <laughs> it's, all, it's all my music gear. I, I want to be appreciated. No, that's fair enough. You should be appreciated. And I'd like it's, to appreciate uh, other things I enjoy in life and be yeah. paid to do so. But, <laughs> but I'm I not, can't. so I I've, can't. I've been out here appreciating shit for free for 18 <laughs> years. <laughs> I want that to change now. <laughs> um... And then last, but probably the biggest implication, which we briefly mentioned before, is a moat around Danville. Just a straight-up ginormous moat that is covered up with, like, some iron doors that Mm -hmm. you can press in the middle of a forest, and it just opens it up. Anyone. Firstly, why bother with the iron doors? Just have a moat. If the water is going to flood the city if the iron doors aren't there... And there's no reason for it to go around. Like, it's not like why, you have to sacrifice. Why, why would you, you not just have them open all the time? Yeah, why would you just not, you know, have a conventional moat and yeah. just have a bridge here and there? Yeah, why not? They and already then, have bridges. It's, like, clearly already a river system, and it's just, like, being overflowed and stuff. Like, Why do they have a moat? And why is it only around the, like, city, the central city part of Danville. So where, where do you live? Oh, I'm on the other side of the moat. Oh, yeah. okay. Oh, yeah. the I, other, oh I know where The other is, side yeah. of the moat because we're in a city that has a moat. Despite being in... <laughs> residential city. Uh, we're in a residential city that has a moat that's in the centre of the United States, an hour away from Mount Rushmore, an hour away from the beach. Mm. Snazzy. Snazzy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Who knows? Yeah, I don't know. I feel like you you need one for the episode to make sense. I'm I'm perfectly down for that explanation. I and hate for, on the internet when people are like this doesn't make sense because of this specific detail. It's like it's a cartoon, my dude. Watch it and enjoy it. <laughs> Calm down. Because I'm that's what I'm doing. You're I'm not just getting any awards it. for this. And Doof but, was accidentally. I'm gonna say accidentally because I don't think he thought mm-hmm. it through that well. Gonna just like kill thousands of people. Yeah. You can't flood an entire city and not expect someone to die. Yeah, but do you know? Do we all make sacrifices for for the things we need? (laughs) For capitalism, I I need to sell my boats. See, we were like we were roasting because it's like you can't take this literally. You can't be like, oh my god, you can't enjoy it because it's literal. That that's literally what our show is. (laughs) (laughs) Can't be that meta. (laughs) We just we just taking everything literally. Don't even worry about it. Don't Don't even worry worry about it. Alrighty, second episode. Yes, please. Let's do it. I got the synopsis this time. Dad's doing a crossword. No, let me rephrase that. Mum's mm. doing the crossword. Dad's just putting the numbers in and thinking he's doing it. It's very accurate to real life because... Yes, I would know because when my father gets the paper, <laughs> he just gets the paper and doesn't come back. <laughs> when my dad gets the paper, he takes 18 years to do it. <laughs> <laughs> My dad, my dad would never let mum help him with a crossword or any sort of brain puzzle because my, my dad is like 
exceptionally competitive at brain stuff and he doesn't realize it. Like one time we were camping and we had this, this like fold out thing that you could use as like a little modesty protector so that you could like have a shower while you're camping or like more accurately throw hot water on your head and call it a day. <laughs> um, and it folded up in a certain way. It was like, Mostly oh, you one fabric, of those, yeah. like, you twist and you and twist it and it goes in. Together. And we couldn't work out how to fold it up, so we chucked it in the back of the trailer and um and just like started going home. And we stopped at Macca's at one point. We all went in and we all ordered, ordered a coffee. And then we turned around and, and Dad wasn't there. And we we're like, what the fuck? And we go he's out. And he's to get in the, the parking lot <laughs> and he's, he's got the yeah, he's, 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 he's out in the parking <laughs> lot and he's trying to fold this thing up. And Mom's like, we have service now. We can Google it. And Dad's like, no, no, I'm gonna fold it up. And Kelly's like, I think I know how you could fold it up. He's like, no, <laughs> I, I am going to fold it up. It took nice. him like a solid 20 minutes, but he did it and he nailed it. That's good. I respect that. If you yep. want to learn, you got to learn. You got to yep. do it. Your, you got to do it. Exactly. So rapid fire. You didn't know. There are 13 volumes was. of u- useless shoe facts. 13, they are thick books. They are several hundred pages at least. And they, they get to Aglets in volume, what was it, like eight? Eight or nine, yeah. What were the other eight? What else? What? Where? Well, what facts are there? Here's my question. Have you ever looked at, I'm see looking, my shoelaces right now don't really show it. I'm looking at your You ever shoes. looked at a shoelace? Yes. It's round, but it's got two lines on the side of it, on either side. What, what are you Almost, talking about? Have you, have you seen on. a shoelace? Hang on, hang on. I have, have a, a shoelace. Look, look. See? Here's a shoelace. Two lines. See that? Yeah. That's the those? stitching. Do they st- stitch it horizontally? How does so that work? When when you have... Because a rope doesn't have those. A flat it's a piece mini rope. of fabric. Yeah. And you stuff it with whatever the fuck's in a shoelace. You then fold it over and then you like... See, I was always under the assumption that a shoelace was stitching going like along the length of the shoelace, like a miniature rope. You want to know some more fun facts? Yeah. In year... Five, I think, mm. of primary school, I was doing my shoelace up in the middle of a field. Mm. One of my teachers there, I think, I think it was Mr. Floyd. Anyway, he was just like, did you know that flat shoelaces are better than circle shoelaces for tying? Because apparently it's they get less undone with friction or whatever. And I'm like, mm. interesting. <laughs> that's it. That, that story sounded like it was going yeah, somewhere. So you should have flat shoelaces. Well, I'm wearing flat shoelaces right now, and so I'm not. So obviously the master race in when so, it comes to shoes. Exactly. And I bet you that useless fact would be four. Well, yeah, probably somewhere in there. Somewhere, somewhere in there. Definitely before the first, the first eight volumes. The first couple of volumes deal with like the lacing of the shoes, beginning at the bottom of the yeah, tongue and what, going up to the top. I wonder what these volumes classify as a shoe. Because you could at least yeah. cover three volumes in that. Yeah. Do you? They mention loafers later in the episode. Do you talk like about more broad versions Thongs. of ways of keeping shoes on? So do you talk about the elastic on the sides of loafers? Do you talk about the Jandals. straps on sandals? Yeah. Jandals. <laughs> Jandals is New Zealand. Thongs is ours. What does Americans call it? Amer- flip flops. Because they flip flop. The flip flop flip flop. To be fair, thongs don't thong. So. Yeah. I guess we don't have much logic for that. And also, in Australia, we have this nasty habit of just not inventing new names for things. Like, the underwear thong is still called a thong, but the shoes thong is also called a thong. And 
we have instead of crisps, fries, and chips, we just have chips, chips, and chips. Yeah, you, you'll figure it out by context. Yeah. I want those chips. Yeah, I'm usually referring to the chips in front of me. Yeah, exactly. I'm wearing a thong. Usually, the ones on my feet. Usually, <laughs> usually there are certain circumstances where that changes. I don't remember the good times. Oh god, this is a dark, warm booth. Yeah, it is getting get quite sweaty. Feeling, <laughs> wink, 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 wink. Was wink, that wink. like Perry's noise just then? Kind of, I guess. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah you know, not bad. And oh. there was that cute scene in the episode before when they just started doing their Perry noises to each other. <laughs> <laughs> I love this show. Um, so yeah. The the crossword that the dad's doing, by the way, worth mentioning. Yes. Rapid fire, some of the things that he gets. What's the metal tip of an umbrella called? Fennel or something? Yep, feral. Feral. Next thing, what do you call the tip of an elbow? I, I always just got called it was a weenus at school. It's an... Olecranon. Oh. Olecranon. Olecranon. That'd be a cool name for something. Yeah, it sounds like the name of a wizard from a D&D campaign. Ooh, that's a good idea. Yeah. Olecranon from the fifth dimension. O- Olecranon the Great. Olecranon the Firemancer. <laughs> and then, of course, the crux of this episode. We've already discussed it a bunch. The tip of a shoelace is called an aglet. An aglet. And A-G-L-E-T, that is. Yep. Aglet. Aglet. The most important thing you'll ever hear in your life. Yeah. Because it will fix... All your problems. All of your problems. Now, this is the biggest implication I think we've had in a while. And it's one that gets jumped across so, so easily. Mm. So, Phineas says, if you know what an aglet is, it will make your life so much better. Candace, the disbeliever, I don't know why she's still a disbeliever at this point, doesn't believe because that is her role. Mm -hmm. And she leaves. And so then there's this guy and he's like, an aglet is the tip of the thing on your shoelace. And the guy's like, an aglet? Girl comes across, marries him. Yep. He says it again. Guy comes across, gives him a promotion. What? Where did these people come from? It's the power of the aglet. And so I've written... His hair grows back in an instant just by saying the word. So the aglet is indeed in this universe, Jesus Christ. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, is it the aglet itself as a concept... Or is it Phineas and Ferb's obsession with something that holds little to no meaning inherently? They've put meaning into it by caring about it and because they're Phineas and Ferb, the meaning. Well, I said we thought Phineas and Ferb were gods. Yes. And so then this is their child, as it were. Like, you know Mm. how there's the Holy Spirit. Oh, the Aglet is the Holy Spirit of the... Phineas and Ferb. And Mm. so with the Aglet, you can... And it's, so it's, not even, it's not even having an aglet. It's just, knowing, it's what just an, knowing what an aglet is. Your life gets significantly better to the point where you can actually hear what an aglet is. This man, yeah. great joke. He looks blind and he is blind. And then and they he's, tell, like, and then he's like, wait, what's happening? <laughs> and he's <laughs> like, I can hear now. The first words that man heard was... Aglet. Coincidence? Obviously not. Yeah. Phineas and Ferb said it. Oh, I don't know who said it, but yeah. It was the the bloke who got his hair grown back. Yeah, he is a disciple. So you don't even need to be Phineas and Ferb saying it. You don't even need to be around Phineas and Ferb. You can can be the disciple of the aglet. Yeah, hearing restored. (laughs) Church of the aglet, let's get going. And and the religion of the aglet keeps going further when they do that concert, which I thought was very much like a Hillsong concert that I haven't been to one, but it was... it's... It's definitely a spoof of Live Aid. Yeah, it probably is. Because it's called Aglet Aid. 
which is quite funny. <laughs> that is true, putting themselves Which there. means um, Phineas is taking the role of the late, great Freddie Mercury which in this concert. I'm actually okay with. I support that, yeah. If anyone in this world was to have a triangle head, Freddie Mercury's probably number one <laughs> on the list. We still yes. haven't mentioned Doof at all. Doof's plot. All right, let's go over this real quick. Um, Perry does a halo jump. Just wanted to mention that up front. It's not the start of the story, but it sure as hell is the best part. <laughs> <laughs> and he's in equipment that he doesn't even use. He just yeah. ends up using the bubble thing. Yeah. Mind you, the bubble does, like, melt the side of the wall. He was in that bubble and did not melt. What the hell is Perry made out of? Tom Cruise. <laughs> the answer is Tom, Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise, if you're listening and you want uh, your next big role, hit us up. You want to be Perry the Platypus Jan and Swampy. in the indestructible Perry the Platypus suit. Oh, 100%. Can you uh. imagine the stunts? Tom Cruise, Mission Impossible parodied this like 10 years later in their Halo jump. Yeah. They're always gone. They're like, oh, they had to train the cameraman to Halo jump as well so that the cameraman and Tom Cruise could be in sync when they were jumping off. Do you know what they were doing? They were ripping off Phineas and Ferb <laughs> is what they were doing. And Tom Cruise, if you were playing Perry the Platypus, it wouldn't be ripping off. It would be an homage to one of your <laughs> earlier roles. But instead you have not because you haven't answered our calls yet. Come out. We know it's you. We, we could, you could be starring in the greatest movie ever made, Phineas and Ferb live action adaptation. Where you're the only live action star in the entire show. It would be amazing. You could be the biggest star in the world because you're all, you're not famous already. You could be famous. People would but know instead, your name. You're sitting here parodying Perry the Platypus with your Mission Impossible movies and thinking you're real cool because you're putting yourself in danger. Perry goes to work every day and puts himself in danger. He doesn't even get time off half the time. All he does is get just enough money to buy some fedoras. You can shut up about that. Tom Cruise, Perry, Tom Cruise, you better play Perry the Platypus first you chance you get. It's, it's the role for your career. They would actually understand him at retail stores. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of talking some Scientology bullshit. <laughs> This went like a full 180 of we like Tom Cruise to, you know, he's a crazy guy. I think that those feelings aren't mutually exclusive. I like Tom Cruise and he's insane. Yes, those yeah. are different feelings. <laughs> um, another so Anyway, with, so Doof is one wheelchair away from being Professor X. 100%. Yeah, he's got... He's got the mind-reading helmet thing. Yep. And he can delete things from everyone's mind. He, he All he needs is a tragic accident to put him in a wheelchair and he's good to go. By tragic accident, you mean his best friend deflecting a bullet into his spinal cord just at the right moment to paralyse him from the waist down and nowhere else. Do you know that that's only in the movies? Yeah, that's the only one I've watched. Yeah, I mean, First Class is a fantastic movie, but in the comics, um, very, very brief explanation, Juggernaut, the bad guy, is Professor X's brother. What? And he collapsed a building on him. Editor's note, it's Lachlan from the future, while Juggernaut is actually Professor X's brother, um, I did get it wrong. It wasn't Juggernaut that broke his legs. It was an alien called Lucifer, which is arguably even weirder. And it only got his half his spine? Yeah. You can break your back and just lose the feeling in your legs. Break your lower back. Okay, well, next time you get a building collapsed on you, you just break your back, all right? It would be great to see you at the hospital alive, opposed to completely dead. It's perfectly reasonable <laughs> for someone to have their back... Bro- you are missing... Juggernaut is Professor X's brother. Yeah, that is kind of weird. That's the part that was interesting there. That poor woman. 
<laughs> he wasn't born like that. He's got like a gem in his forehead. That's why he wears a helmet because he knows Professor X's powers. And the helmet deflects mind breeding. X Men is very yeah, it's, it's, weird it's and very the weird vast. child of Marvel. Uh, it was very popular. They're in like, so. what happens if we made everyone have superpowers? And they're like, yeah, that's a good idea. We can have a whole race of superpowered people. And it was a whole big um, like allegory for racism and sexism in the sixties and oh, we were in the nineties. In case you didn't notice, well, they treat it like in the sh- worst one they ever made in first. What's it called? Last Stand. I watched them recently with my mum. Oh, yeah. Um, they treat it like gay. <laughs> like like gay. Like gay. Ice, Iceman yeah. comes out to his parents and they're like, Yeah, which is... Have you tried not being a mutant? I actually think that's good because that's what the allegory is designed to be. I liked it, but it was like, a very thin metaphor. Like, they, they did not try it. X-Men's never been a particularly thick metaphor. <laughs> it's, it's never tried to show you anything other than Hugh Jackman shirtless the, with knives for hands. The basic idea was what if we made the white teenagers the oppressed ones and then sold that to white teenagers to, like, make them understand social issues. And the civil rights movement was happening and everyone was like, this is cool. And it became a big thing. This is a very tangential episode. <laughs> I, I thought this was going to be a short one, and right, there hasn't we... been much implications going on, but there sure as hell has been some discussion. Back to Phineas and Ferb. Um, beautiful line. Removing prepositions makes it more condescending. It's a great line. Absolutely hilarious. Roasted. <laughs> Roasted. Good and then Phineas later on they do that to Candace and Ferb does that to <laughs> Phineas, and I'm like, they are... That is brother girls. That is a good duo right there. Suppose I should probably mention why Perry's doing a halo jump. Um, Doof has an embarrassing viral video, so he's. Oh yeah, we totally forgot this. Yeah, this is the bit he's trying to remove. This is the actual everything. Yeah, he's he's decided I'm going to remove this viral video from everyone on Earth's mind, and then he accidentally removes the concept of aglets from everyone's mind, and then he breaks the machine because he's so confident that he won't need it again. Completely removes the religion of the aglet, which. Mm -hmm. Hang on. He could actually remove Christianity. Anyway. That's wild. Yeah. <laughs> that is that is wild. You could just Can you imagine the Pope just like getting all knowledge of Christianity removed and be like, why the fuck am I in this? <laughs> what the hell is this? Why? Why are people driving me everywhere? <laughs> what building am I in? Why is the glass so fancy? Why is it all in gold? Did we are we rich? <laughs> <laughs> It'd be so confused. Did someone give us this or did we take it? <laughs> the hell is my name? <laughs> the Pope. <laughs> what sort of name is that? Yeah, but also, Popes take Pope. a different name when they become the Pope. Pope. Yeah, Popes are weird. Pope. 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 It's like poke, but with a p. Yeah. Pope. I'm glad you noticed that. Pope. <laughs> Pope. Can you. Pope. Uh, Pope. That would be pretty cool. That would be pretty cool. Yeah. Make, make a song called The Pope, and the reason it's why just... it's called The Pope. Is because you get pope, 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 We should write for we should. Yeah, we would be. <laughs> Dan, Jeff, give us a call, please. Um, yeah, because the pope takes a different name. So if he forgot all about Christianity, he wouldn't know what his fucking name is because his name isn't Francis. Did you not know? He <laughs> like, would just be sitting there like. The fuck am I? <laughs> what have I spent the last like thirty years of my life doing? No, no, he would have a name. Like he'd have his mm. name beforehand, but no one would call him that. They'd be like yeah. Pope Francis, and he'd just be sitting there doing Sudoku. I, I hope the Pope does Sudoku. I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> what does the Pope do with his spare time? Is he just like pray? Probably. Yeah. Did I send you that meme that was like the gun that shoots communion wafers? 
Yes, yes, it was. It was the because uh, it's social distancing. It's social distancing, and you tap it, and it's just like, oh, and it looks like one of those knife disc ones, and you're like, <laughs> po po. Oh, we're so so completely off topic. Anyway, Doof deletes the embar- uh, Doof deletes aglets from everyone, and he has that little um, slight mental breakdown when he talks about don't get rid of every a box in the attic and always always look in the yeah. box. When they show up to Doof, he's like. Really having a mental breakdown. Yeah, he like, he needs a hard whiskey. That, yeah, that's that's the sort of state he's in. Yeah, he's not having a good time, but he thinks he's going to fix it. And then we get quite possibly one of the greatest shows, jokes in all of Phineas and Ferb, where Doof is like, "I can't even walk outside my own home," and he walks to the door, and someone goes, "Hey, it's that guy from that viral video. Let's shame him into staying inside." <laughs> 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 and they laugh at him, and he walks back in, and he goes. And that was my kitchen. <laughs> and it's such a good joke. And it means that people are just in his house, in his kitchen, and he doesn't, he can't ask them to leave because they're just bullying him about the video. Mm-hmm. Oh, poor dude. Can't even make a sandwich in peace. <laughs> so that's one of my, that's that's pretty much everything I've got, yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty much out of everything as well, and we've already um, done the fake sponsorship, so there's only yeah. one other thing to plug in our lives, and that's ourselves. Yeah. So head on ourselves. to our Instagram. Check out the Instagram, Implications of Phineas and Ferb. Check out the Gmail, Implications of Phineas and Ferb at gmail.com. Check out the TikTok. I hate every time you say that. <laughs> but... Though I do love Dan Povermeyer's original content and a lot of other TikTok, I, I am, I'm only there for Dan Povermeyer. It's yeah. getting banned in the US. Yes. So the only thing well, that I'm we'll there for is going. We may not be there in a couple of months, so we'll see what yeah. happens. Yeah. But check out the TikTok. It is available. You can check. It's on the Instagram. Um, we can't remember the username. Like our comments and the one video we've posted. Yep. Pretty much. Um, yeah. Go. Yeah. Like and share and subscribe and all of those good things because we're we're YouTubers. <laughs> yeah. And. Put up something on Apple Podcasts. Yeah, yeah, chuck us a review. Right into us. All that sort of stuff. I'm yeah, still lonely. Yeah, haven't have hasn't changed. Just plug. Still only got yep. this shit, friend. That's about it. Yep. And I'm I'm pretty subpar. Yeah, he's kind of getting to the oh, edge. Lord, there. TikTok auto plays an ad when you open it. I know why I hate this thing so much now. <laughs> yeah, the TikTok is implications Phineas and Ferb. implications Phineas Ferb. No end. Or the. I don't think we were allowed of. it because it was too long. Yeah, so just implications, Phineas Ferb, on that's TikTok. That's the most important part. Yeah, that's the three most important words in that sense, I would say. Chuck us a cheeky review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts from. But we do have an email, nice and simple. We love to hear from people. The girl from Norway, Alina, really happy that the podcast is back. Swampy was such a great guest. That's it, nice and easy. Made my day. Thank you so much. <laughs> made my day. Appreciate it. Made my life. <laughs> don't, don't have to be these these big old messages. Just little things to support. We'll something to, to say. So much. If yeah. there's something crazy you want to say in some terrible voice, I'm sure I can figure it if out. If you'd like us to do your read your email in us like a specific intimate imitation of like real world or Phineas if you've got characters. a good verse for our Pope song. Happy to hear it. Yes, yeah, Tennessee Verses from the Pope song will actually make the, the new theme song. Theme song for season three, which we're not going to do, is going to be <laughs> the just Pope. Gonna be Pope. And no one's going to know. It'd be like, I, I thought this was about Phineas and Ferb, which is like Pope. Pope. It's going to be great. It's going to be, yeah, beautiful. Anyway, we've rambled on long enough. Thank you so much for listening and have a lovely rest of your day. I know what we've done today. Yeah.